This podcast brought to you by Hope 103.2. This is Fresh Across Australia with Sam, and we're really excited to be bringing you, for the first time anywhere, uh, the brand new album from Citizens and Saints, a band out of Seattle. This is their third album in about, well, four years, and the lead singer of the band is joining me on the line to talk all the way through it, Zach Bolan. Hello, Zach. Hey, Sam. How you doing, man? Doing well. Now, you are a regular voice here at Fresh. We talk to you every single week. So uh, thanks for making the time to uh, talk about this new album. But this is this is the main event all year, I reckon. Hey, you're practically... You're on my speed dial. So, <laughs> That's you know. good. Uh, but I called you, so I don't know how that works. Well, I know, but I just can't get enough of you. So I, I answer your calls when you call me. That's good. I'm glad to hear that. All right, well, we are talking through your third album today. It's called A Mirror Dimly. Uh, first question for you, are you excited that this album is finally reaching ears? Oh, man, so, so excited, uh, especially given the fact that, you know, I think it's like this with every record we've done. We get it done, and then we sit with it for a lot of months before anyone else hears it. Mm. And in the past, not that I didn't really enjoy other stuff, but... In the past, for whatever reason, you know, by the time that record got out, it was kind of like, all right, let's start something that new. But I'm still in like the really excited stage for this one of just like, all right, I want to, I cannot wait to play these songs live. I can't wait for people to hear it. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, and this is a pretty special record for you and also personal for you in the band coming out of a season at Mars Hill, something that, you know, you've been asked a lot about over time. Would you mind sharing with us exactly how this record fits into that story? Yeah, I mean, for us, we really just coming out of a really difficult church, um, more than a situation, our, our church basically completely fell apart. And so we went from being a band that led together and wrote songs together for one church, hmm. one local church, to all of a sudden being a part of different churches. So. Whereas when the band started, it had a really specific focus. We were writing songs for the church to sing. Mm. That kind of changed a little bit because we weren't a part of all the same churches anymore. So trying to write songs for the church to sing was became a lot harder because we didn't all, like every, every community is a little bit different. And so we just, you know, decided that we should write about all these things that we're experiencing now post the... Uh, uh, post all the, the fallout from the church that we were part of. And so I think that that really affected kind of how this record was written. Mm-hmm. But also, too, we just felt like there was a piece of honesty that was missing um, in just kind of some of the stuff that we were writing, not because we weren't being honest, but it's just because we were writing more generally, because we were trying to write for a broader audience, for people to be able to sing the song in like a corporate setting, whereas we made this a lot more personal. So we we decided to be a bit more uh, specific in some of the things that we really felt like we wanted to sing about. The the first track which we're about to hear is called Crown Him. Uh, what can you tell us about this song and why choose this to open up this, this third album? Yeah, I mean, I think from the beginning we knew that this song was going to be the first track on the record. <laughs> <laughs> it just had, to us, such a really epic sound to it. And I think in a lot of ways, as you know, you'll hear in a sec, like it's not exactly, um, it, it, it kind of sets you up for something that you think is going to happen and it actually, it doesn't. Mm -hmm. And I think that's because 
uh, we wanted to create this journey and this rec and this song kind of kicks that journey off where it's sort of all of creation, you know, whether you believe in God or you don't believe in God, mm. beholding the glory of God and seeing that he is like this incredible, um, incredible um, power that has brought life and beauty into creation. And it is one of those things that when you your eyes are truly open to it, it's just completely captivating. Mm. And so that's kind of why we put this song as the first song, is all of creation crowning Jesus as, as king. Uh, Zach, when did you record this? You mentioned that you recorded a little while ago and sat on it. Where where, and when did, did this album uh, get recorded? We recorded it here in Seattle, actually, at a really great studio, uh, uh, literally five houses down from my house. Uh, <laughs> uh, so it's on my street. You know, they recorded like, you know, this is like the same guy who, who worked on a lot of like Soundgarden records and stuff like that. So really, wow. really, really iconic, great, great studio. And um, we recorded it there and we actually tracked the whole record uh, or we tracked, I, I would say, 75% of the record uh, all together meaning um, in a live, sort of in a live setting. So drums, bass, and two electric guitars, we all tracked at the same time. So rather than each individual instrument recording all their parts and then adding the next one, we chose to record them together. And so I think what you'll hear is, you know, we left a lot of, it feels a bit more raw. And I think that's because we did it in a way that um, is a little bit different than stuff that we've done in the past. It's we, you know, there's certain imperfections that we kept because to us it added a certain character to it. Mm. The the first taste we heard of this album, well, most of us heard of it, is a song called Madness, which um, I have related to The National as I listen to it uh, in your kind of verse vocals. And then it just explodes in the chorus. What's the story behind Madness? And that one really came out of just a lot of, I would say like a really dark place that I was in personally. Uh, wrestling through just a lot of belief in God over certain issues, and particular, in particular, His sovereignty. Um, you know, I was just feeling a lot of pain um, and agony over the church stuff we'd gone through, but also friends of mine who were going through experiencing death and loss with their uh, one of my friends, uh, his his daughter, young daughter, and it just became apparent to me that there was so much um, pain that I was wrestling with and it was causing me to really contemplate um, who God was and mm. and why these things could even happen um, in a world that was uh, that's you know ultimately found you know not complete redemption but Jesus came to you know to save the world and so uh, it was just a big a big struggle and a big journey for me. Uh, but then you contrast that with realizing that despite all my struggles, despite all my questions, ultimately um, there is a bit of peace that God brings us in the midst of in the midst of mystery. And that's kind of what that song entails is it, it sort of discusses that uh, dance between doubt and faith, but also acknowledging there's so many things about God that we barely understand. and um, we get to continue seeking, and hopefully, by His grace, um, uh, continuing to, to want to discover more 
about who he is and being okay if we don't have all the answers. And that song took me a lot of months to write. And so it's it, it feels pretty heavy. That's because it wasn't just me sitting down on one sitting, but it was it was a bunch of a bunch of sessions just kind of really having to sort through a ton of my own junk. This this album as a whole, you've described it as an exploration of the dichotomy between uh, faith and doubt, and there's certainly you know it's a very personal record for you, um, and I guess the band as well as you just mentioned. Um, why did you want to explore the idea of doubt on an on an album? Well, I mean, I think it's because for me and some of the other guys, it was the realest thing for us at the time. Um, we we could have. We could have just written about other stuff, but at the end of the day, we wanted to write a record about the things that God was teaching us mm. and the journey that God was taking us on. And so that journey just so happened to be um, God um, being really kind to us in the midst of our own personal struggles of, of belief. But at the same time, too, just realizing that in the church, doubt is just not something that is talked about very mm. regularly. And I also just kind of realized, like, uh, as sort of, um, I don't know, there's something that is really encouraging about hearing the Word preached. And we, I've heard a lot of sermons about doubt, but I haven't heard a ton of songs that deal with, with it specifically as, like, someone who believes in God but is struggling to believe at the same time. Mm. Um, and that's a, common, that's a common thing, but I also think that um, sometimes there's this fear that if I say, well, I don't really believe that right now, that it makes you it makes you not a Christian, or uh, that people are going to shame you, mm. and I think that that is the case because it's happened. But I think that we need to grow past that and start um, em- embracing the fact that uh, we don't know everything, and we do have moments, certain circumstances in our life, just they just wreck us more than we could ever anticipate, and that was certainly the case with us. Uh, we're about to hear the song Faith. Um, what can you tell us about this one? Yeah, Faith is interesting because you kind of have it <laughs> coming out of a really dark, or not dark, but just a really heavy song like Madness that mm. ends with I'm So Lost. And then you go into Faith where it's this really eerie uh, combination of confidence, uh, but almost someone who's like, you're crazy, you know, <laughs> you're, you're like, you believe so much that, uh, this can't even be possible, but isn't that what faith is? You know, we're believing in a God that we can't see yet. At the same time, we've felt his presence. Mm. We believe that God hears us yet. We don't always hear him speak. Um, there's so many amazing things that, that happen there. And that song to me is really special because it's sort of that really kind of odd thing it's it's not easy to describe and then when you get to the chorus it's kind of just telling people faith is true sight and only thing that i can really offer to you uh to show you that that is true for me personally is to testify mm. to the confidence that i have in christ and so that's that's really what that song is about it moves into a song called relent which um I know you've had a huge, you know, there's a, a number of songs you've had in past. I'm thinking of Oh God and a few others that just had this massive, massive sound. And I feel like Relent is one of those. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, we we really um, 
took our time on this song. Um, we always knew that it would, it had had a certain vibe to it that needed to be well supported with the music, because the lyrics themselves. Um, I mean, I, I really felt these lyrics. I mean, hundred percent felt these. I mean, every lyric in this song. But I have a really lasting memory of walking around in my living room, thinking through and just just discussing in my head, if you will, verbally processing through these lyrics and ultimately getting to this place of sort of describing, man, I have just, I've wrestled, I've, I've just put everything I have into wanting this thing to go my, my way. Mm. And then I get to the point and it's like that realization. It's like, oh yeah, I'm tired. I'm exhausted. Mm. And that's, uh, I think for me, um, why that song, it, it means a, a lot to me because I think that it's something that I, I have to be reminded of daily because like, I, I think if we're honest it's a place we go to a lot where we just forget we just forget to trust God and um, we we think that our way is better um, I see that all the time as a dad with my kids and so yeah this song I think has is akin to Oh God and that it's um, sort of discussing that idea of I'm tired yet my, I still have belonging in you, and even though I'm trying and trying to forge my way in a different direction, I can return. And that same promise that you offered me, God, of being loved and and finding peace and finding uh, acceptance, it still exists. It didn't change because of something that I did. Hmm. And so that's that's really important to me. Um, that was really important for me to explain that in that song because that's exactly what i was i was feeling this is the first album that citizens and saints have released uh since the fall of mars hill i know that um join the triumph came out after but you'd actually recorded that when you're at mars hill right that's correct yeah so i guess my question is having seen um not only I guess out of, I don't want to use the term out of the ashes of Mars Hill, but we've had, you know, King's Kaleidoscope have been producing music that is not your average Christian music, obviously. Um, you know, it's still gospel music, but it's not yeah. the congregational setting as we know it, and it's kind of edgy. And I feel like this album too, you guys have, do you feel like you're moving away from that congregational setting but still wanting to make music from the church? Is that your goal with this album? I think it's happening not intentionally, mm-hmm. but I think it's unavoidable for us, mm-hmm. both bands, because both bands, um, you know, you have other bands like uh, Ghost Ship, um, where they all still are a part of the same church. You know, mm. uh, that's not our story for us or Kings, and so it just changes. It's it's not that our bands are unhealthy; <laughs> mm. it's just that we're a part of different churches, and so it's it's it, it's you know, my first Sunday at our the church that we've been at for two years now, post Mars Hill, uh, I just, it just was so apparent that they just weren't going to be playing a whole lot of citizen songs there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, okay. (laughs) You know, and so, uh, and that's been a really special thing for me, honestly, to be reminded that not every song I write is necessarily going to fit in every single church or every single, every single setting. And so I think for us, we just felt the freedom to just write whatever we were going to write. And, if some of the songs came out as as more corporate, great. If they didn't, that's fine too. Because for us, this this record is every bit of um, encouraging and inviting people into worshiping God as any of our other records. It just might be a little bit more personal than it is hmm. on a corporate and a and a gathered setting. 
uh, we're about to hear the track Day by Day, which um, is about growth, I assume. Uh, it's it's kind of... T- I feel like it's it's the, t- the, the corner turning a little bit on this record. Um, it's it's ending up more positive. You know, it seems like a positive outlook. What can you tell us about Day by Day? Yeah, I mean, this is kind of where, again, you're coming out of the trenches. And it's... Yeah, I was I was tired. I was... I found peace and belonging. I'm ready. I surrender. And, um, which, I mean, isn't that all of the Christian life? It's the constant process of surrendering and dying to yourself. Mm. And then you get to, you know, this song with Day by Day, and it's really all about sanctification. And it's about God changing our will and desire so that that desire I used to have to want to run away, that desire I used to have to want to believe that I could, um, you know, do something on my own, that I, that it was better for me to be stressed out and anxious mm. and try and control something. God is changing our desire so that that desire is becoming less and less. Mm. And in some cases, maybe that desire goes away. Um, but I think in most cases, it's, uh, it's usually that, that that desire is, is getting less and less. And that's, I think, oftentimes because we're realizing who we are. And that's, uh, we're, we are saved and we are redeemed, and we are, as God would call us, saints, or as Ephesians 2 would, would call us saints. But we're also sinners, you know. Mm-hmm. We still uh, live in a world uh, where we are prone to to um, to abandon um, abandon our what should be our first love of God and put our love and affection um, in, in and towards something else. And so day by day is, yeah, it is like a really uplifting, I, you know, um, song about, um, this really beautiful process that despite the fact that I struggle and have all these different things that, um, I I wish I didn't struggle with, ultimately God, he loves me. And so he's given me the promise of himself, uh, and he lives in me, hmm. and so he's changing me, and he's showing me every day that who I am, but also um, who he's changing, who he is, uh, who he wants me to be. Um, and as and and that's what's so interesting. It's not that he's going to love me more once he's changed me. Hmm. <laughs> it's just that he wants me to be a person who loves to to follow his will, a person who loves compassion, a person who loves mercy, a person who desires to walk in the light, a person who desires to be known by friends and family and and others, you know, a person who desires to share the good news, like all those different things. And that's what that song is getting at. Uh, Within the darkness of this record, there's some really beautiful songs uh, that remind us of God's grace. I mean, still the other songs do as well, but uh, I'm thinking especially about kids which uh, really, it explodes. There's a lot of synth on this track. Tell us about it, Zach. Yeah, I mean, this was one of the tricky ones for us on the record because <laughs> we thought that we would, uh, at first, I mean, all the songs that were coming together, it was just a lot darker. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we just had a lot of, we weren't sure where the record was going to head, but then we also had this song, and we were loving it. I mean, everything about it, we had the instrumental parts first it was actually the only song where that was written where we were just sitting around in rehearsal and i started playing that guitar riff and then we all kind of just started playing through it and then after that i started to write lyrics to it and the thing that really really just the thought that kept like just grabbing my attention and captivating me was this idea of us being god's kids yeah and i think the reason that i think about it so much is 
being a dad of four kids, I think about them and the fact that they can run off and they can do the dumbest things. Yeah. <laughs> but they can come home and know uh, that I still love them, you yeah. know, that I care for them, and that even if I have to discipline or even if we have to talk about something or even if there's some type of consequence, that ultimately it's not because I'm mad or angry, although I'm capable of all those things. Um, ultimately, my hope is that they would understand that when we do those things, it's because we love them. Hmm. And I think that, to me, that's our relationship with God. You know, we're more than just um, we're we're more than just uh, these you know really formal titles. Like we're God's kids. It's like this really personal thing where God has given us a name. God sees us. He recognizes us. He He wants us still, even when we don't want Him. To me, that is every bit of how I would describe a kid, (laughs) Mm. you know, like reckless. You say, Hey, Hey buddy, don't touch that. And then they touch it anyway. And then they tell you, no, (laughs) whatever it is. I mean, isn't that what we do with God? You know, we just kind of abandon and ignore. And yet he continues to lovingly correct us and guide us and remain with us and reminding us that, Hey, I love you. And that's, uh, that's what that song is. Kids of grace. And it's a real celebration. I love the um, the instrumental in the middle where I can just picture cats flying around with lasers flying out of their eyes. It's like so, uh, it's crazy, man. That's exactly what we had in mind. We were also thinking we could either say kids or cats of grace. So, <laughs> uh, you know, we, we, I guess we chose the right one. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. It's more theologically correct. Um, <laughs> I've got to ask you as well about the, uh, the the front cover of the album. It's like a plume of cloud, uh, smoke cloud. Is this a rare picture of the smoke monster from Lost, the TV series? <laughs> I can only, one can only hope so. I mean, <laughs> geez, they left us with so much mystery at the end of that thing. They did. We decided it was time to, it was, it was time to pick, pick things back up. So sorry, JJ Abrams. We're going to take it from here. Um, no, you know what? Uh, yeah, that album title or that album cover is really, it's, we, I had an artist friend of ours design, design it all. And we kind of just described to him our, the, the concept of the record and that it, it, it was much more focused on this idea that we're all searching for clarity. Yeah. And that's where the title comes in, Amir Dimly, because, you know, when you read First um, Corinthians 13, um, it 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 really is quite um, amazing because it comes after a pretty iconic section about love, mm-hmm. uh, the Bible defining what love is, and we and we know what love is because we've we've seen it through the person and work of Jesus, but also through God since the beginning of time. And uh, but what is also true is that not everything um, God may know us fully, but we don't fully know Him. Yes. And so even though we have understanding, we don't have complete understanding. And even though we see, we, uh, we don't see everything clearly. And so we're waiting and longing for that day when we will. And that's where the, the hope aspect comes in. And so I think that he created something that, that really kind of subtly does that. I mean, it's intentionally slightly out of focus. Um, and that's just to say, it's like, yeah, of course, I mean, that's smoke. You know, like you, you look at it like, yeah, it's smoke, right? But then mm. there's something else, you know, too. It's like, what's beyond that? What's beyond that smoke? Or is it, I mean, it's kind of like going to the eye doctor and if you walked out and they gave you like blurry glasses, Mm. (laughs) you need to fix these, right? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But that's kind of what it's like. We're kind of walking around with like blurry glasses on and it's, gets a little bit better, but it's never just like perfect clarity. Yeah. Um, And that's 
maybe can be a little maddening at times, but I think that's part of the the essence of faith is knowing that we have to we're you know we're putting hope and trust and belief and um and and things that are unseen yet things that we know bring yeah uh, true joy and and hope uh what could you tell us about this song how majestic Zach? yeah that one started as a song um every month i would say every maybe twice a month my wife and i you know we we have a chalkboard in our dining room area and we'll write a bible verse on it and i'll typically write a song to to that bible verse to help teach our kids how to you know just to just to teach it to them and give mm-hmm. them some a little song to sing that just happens to be god's word and uh this was one of them just the chorus of this song and then i started playing that instrumental part that happens at the beginning and it kind of builds as, it, you know, as the song goes. Um, I I just thought that was such a beautiful thing to me. It just it's almost like you know how majestic is your name in all the earth, and then this other instrumental part just kind of takes. It's almost like it's saying something else, mm-hmm. or it's it's saying something to continue supporting this idea. And so uh, yeah, I mean it's there's that aspect, but it's also a song about it's an invitation song to all people, you know. Whether you are broken or you feel whole or you are completely um, at at peace or you're just filled with deep violence, mm. you know whether you are uh, a peacemaker or a murderer, whether you are someone who unifies or someone who uh, tears someone down, you know tears others down. Like no matter what, like the invitation is to all people, mm-hmm. and that's kind of what that song is about. Is like come and gaze upon the goodness and glory of God, everybody. And uh, yeah, so I, I really love musically. I feel like if you were to even take away um, the lyrics and just called it, it just left the, the song title and just listened to the music. Mm. To me, something about the music still even communicates that idea. It's like, oh, yeah, there's something that is very inviting about this. Mm. And so I, it's, for me, it's really special when you combine the lyrics in there because I think it just helps to support that idea even more. Um. You know, this this album obviously is a different sound to the last one musically. Um, still, you know, making music for for people to listen to, to grow to. Um, what do you think the next Citizens and Saints record will sound like? Do you have any ideas of where you're going to go from here? Oh man, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's hard to say. I I, I have. I mean, I, I'm always writing, and I have a hunch about on where it will go, but I'm not too sure. I mean, it's. I I think that we will continue to write songs that are more probably along the lines of how this record not not I'm not even necessarily saying thematically but just more as far as perspective goes mm. being a little bit more first person a little bit more personal I I have a feeling that's where things will land um but it's also I mean you know we're always still arranging hymns and writing songs that are very corporate in nature, it's just that they didn't. We had a lot of songs that we wrote for this record. It's just that they all couldn't fit. Mm. They just—it was almost like we had this record, and then we could have record easily recorded another record that was a completely different concept. Mm. And most of those songs were more corporate in nature. So it's—it's it's really tough to say. I mean, we record, we wrote this record all together as a band, with the exception of lyrics and melody. I wrote all the, I wrote 
probably 95% of those, and then Brian and I finished some of them. Mm. But for the most part, I was bringing these songs to the guys, and then we would write them musically together. And that has changed a lot for us, too, as a band. So I, I, would, I, would, I hope that we continue to grow even in the ways that we write musically, too. So I'm, I am sure that it will have a sound that is similar to this, but I suspect it will be different, too, because it seems like everything we put out has been different. <laughs> Are you? Do you have a like? Do you hope to release more albums of Citizens and Saints and do it sooner rather than later? Or what's your plan now? You've dropped this. You're gonna have a break. What are your hopes? Oh man, no, no. We want to keep going. I mean, I feel like I have so much gas left in the tank. In some ways, <laughs> in some ways, I feel like this is just the beginning. You know, I, I still feel like a puppy, if you will, that just wants to get out and just run around and go everywhere and explore and just continue like enjoying this you know like i don't i don't feel it doesn't feel like a chore it doesn't feel like a job yet it, it still feels like this incredible gift and um it, i think because of that reason i'm constantly inspired to write and um, every time i hear a story from somebody about how these songs have have encouraged them it just i feel so small mm. and humbled in a good way you know because it shows me that god he just he just works in so many miraculous and um, unexpected ways in mm. people's lives, and he's done that even through our music. And it just feels incredible to me that, to know that we've played a part in someone's salvation story, or we played a part in the redemption of someone's marriage. Mm. We've played a part uh, in, in, the, in dark moments when somebody was grieving the loss of a loved one, or we played a part in someone's baptism, or we played a part... And, uh, and, you know, uh, being the, the only music, you know, a family of, you know, a bunch of little kids will listen to. Yeah. And I just find that to be incredible, you know, that our music has transcended, it transcends even generations. I never saw that coming, mm. ever. And that's just blown me away. And so I hope that that continues to happen. So I, I feel really energized. I feel really excited. And I want to just keep making music and i hope that people continue to enjoy it well i can guarantee that i'm one who will appreciate the music and i'm sure there's many listening right now around australia and indeed around the world listening to this album for the first time who will definitely be buying your music so zach there you go it's it's uh it's a guarantee thank you sam means (laughs) a lot man um my joy is complete is the second last track on the record we're about to hear it what's the story behind this one zach yeah, that was the first song I wrote coming. That was actually the, that was the first song I wrote after Marcel. Right. Um, and so much of that was the result of um, my wife and I just spending a lot of time, a lot of time in the first eight songs, and a theme just was really apparent to us was that God is our peace, God is our refuge, He is our strength, and uh, in particular, um, you know. Psalms like, uh, or particular sections of, you know, in peace I will lie down and dwell in safety. Mm. Um, I think that that, to my wife and I, it just really, it, it put this idea of rejoicing in a new category for us that we hadn't, uh, I shouldn't say we hadn't experienced, because I think we have, just maybe in a smaller dose. We were just experiencing it in a really big one, and that's, mm. we're really sad and broken, yet at the same time we have joy in Christ, like we're we're confident that um, it won't always feel like this, um, 
And even if that doesn't happen on this earth, knowing that even one day in eternity, it won't be like that. And mm. so that's really where, you know, the completion, and it's not even so much like a kingdom theology thing. It's more or less just, it's kind of, we might feel like some people might listen to that song and say, this is so true. Like, I just feel like my joy is completely found in God. Mm. And others might listen to this song, depending on the day, and say, oh, I just have a hard time really relating to that. Mm. And I think that's just because from day to day, we we just don't always, it's difficult sometimes to see past the things that are right in front of our face and, 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 and look beyond that and know there's something so much better that we can that we can find rest in. Yeah. And so that's really what this song is about. It's just like resting for us. And this, in our case, it was resting in the midst of pain. Yeah. And somehow being really, really grateful for that experience. That mm. just doesn't make sense. Yet that's what God does. He turns a really bad thing and manages to, to bring so much good out of it. And I can testify to that time, you know, losing my dad at six years old, I, I never, you know, no one ever said, I wish my parent died. I do not wish that at all. But at the same time, I see the good that God has brought from that. Mm. And so it's difficult for me to even imagine what life would have been like had he still been alive, because I've seen so much good that God has brought as a result of, of, his, of his death. And so I think that this song is kind of like that, even in the midst of deep, dark pain, there can still be moments of really beautiful joy that maybe is even greater than, you know, I, th- I think joy sometimes is, ma- it just makes the most sense in the midst of pain. Hmm. Thanks for sharing that, Zach. Uh, there's so many people down here in Australia who would love to see you guys come and tour at some point. Do you think that's going to be a possibility at all? Oh man, it certainly it certainly is looking likely. We are um, we are hoping to be in Australia mm-hmm. uh, during the month of February hey. next year. So uh, so assuming all of those things come together, we will be there to not only play this record but play some other stuff too. We're really excited about that. So hoping to hit all the you know as many of the cities that we can while we're there. Um, it's not the same as America. It looks like, you know, when I'm looking on the map, I'm like, man, I can't just get in a car and drive from Sydney to Melbourne. I got <laughs> to fly or something. You, know? so, uh, you can. So. You can. Do, it's a nice trip. There's people uh, listen to this show in Canberra, which is kind of on the way. So if you've got a couch for Zach and the band, maybe get in touch yeah, with the show. Seriously. Yeah. That, that could be a possibility. We're, we're, we're gentle people, and uh, we... We don't eat a whole lot, so we'll uh, we'll be quiet as as mice, if you will. Uh, but yeah, that uh, so yeah, we're really excited about hopefully coming that way. It'd be great. Well, this is exciting. I'm excited. We talk on the phone every week here on this show, and I think you'll just have to come into the studio. You can chat face to face. Oh my gosh, man! Absolutely. I still need to see a crocodile live in person so you oh we can arrange that studio right yeah 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 we have a pet one just uh just wanders around every now and again great great i i would love that you can ride you can ride him his name's alfred yes 
Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So he's completely tame. Yep. Absolutely tame. Uh, he's only chopped off. Yeah. Eaten a few legs around here. Anyway, let's move on. Let's yeah. hit, <laughs> let's uh, hit play uh, or just about to hit play on the last track, Doubting Doubts. We've talked a lot about how this record uh, does cover your doubts and uh, uncertainties. What can you tell us about this song, Zach? Yeah. This song is, uh, you know, I mean, the whole record's a concept record. I mean, it really is about searching for clarity. And I think that that is true. I'm Actually, I know it's true, mm. not just for Christians, but for, like, just the human soul. We all search. And we discover different things. Um, and this, in the case of this record, what we've discovered is that um, we are loved no matter what. God, um, God loves us no less when we doubt and loves us no more when we believe. And I think that is just what makes the gospel so such a special message is that it's not dependent upon us, mm. but it was, it, it was, is, and always will be solely dependent upon the work of God, and in particular through His Son, Jesus. Um, and so we get to... Um, so, I mean, really, this song is is just about, okay, having doubts, but even beginning to doubt those doubts, and yeah. seeing that there's something more. Because I think anyone, I mean, if you're honest, you have, there's something kind of gratifying every now and then about uh, having this a certain doubt. I don't know mm. why. Mm. Then it, it like quickly turns into like crisis. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so, it's such a relief when you can look at that doubt in the face and say, I don't, I don't even, I don't, I don't believe that. Like yeah. I actually believe that God is this, or I actually believe that there is hope in this. I actually believe that God is better than that. Mm. Um, I, I'm actually okay not having all the answers, and that's really what that, what you know, what doubting doubts is, is about. It's just, you know, realizing that my identity in Christ is not, um, you know, you know. In reality and practice, as a part-time Christian, you know, if you will, <laughs> you know, yeah. like, I sometimes believe, and then sometimes I don't. Like, you know, that's that's all of our stories because we're human, right? Yeah. But the beauty of the gospel is that God continues every single day to show us um, just how important His love for us is. Yeah. And so that's that's really what this, not just this song, but it's like. It, it, the record ends this way because we wanted the last thing for people to remember is I'm loved. God loves me no matter what. And that's not cliche. That's not saying he loves me so I can go do whatever I want. To me, it's the opposite. I'm loved no matter what, which makes me want to love God even more. Mm. And uh, and so that's that's kind of how we decided to wrap things up. And I reckon that message will uh, ring true in people's ears as they finish hearing this record. Zach Boland, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you, man. I appreciate it. And actually, I should mention as well that if you want to grab this album, it is called A Mirror Dimly from Citizens and Saints, and it releases uh, Friday the 16th of September. And as always, we get it first here in Australia um, because of the time difference. So that's pretty cool. And because you're awesome. And because we're awesome. Zach Boland, it's been a delight. And we'll we'll talk again next week on the show as we do each and every week, right? Great. Yeah, can't wait. (laughs) See you, mate.